Welcome to Games We Grew Up With, a podcast that relies on nostalgia and a geeky sensibility. Each episode, we'll talk about one of the video games that left an impression on us as kids, put on some rose-tinted glasses and reminisce about it, then replay the game and see how it's held up over the years. This episode, we'll be digging into the archives and talking about SimCity 2000 for the PC. I'm Chris. And I'm Katie. Our city's population is ready to blast off into space, so let's talk games. Woo, let's do it. So we are on episode 34. We... Oh, God. <laughs> I got I'm nothing so to broken. say. No, it's episode... <laughs> For whatever reason, I thought we were about to say 39, which is not oh. correct. We're on episode 34. Hope you've been joining us over on the streams. This is going to be our reminder and our plug. Join us over on Twitch at GWGW Show. You can see the upcoming games before they're officially announced. You can come chat with us and hang out. We have a good time. I know I am pretty neck deep in the next game. So it's that's been fun going through that. We've we've got some some regulars that have been coaching me through the game, which, which you know, is helpful, valid. And I need to start it. So you know, there's that. <laughs> yes, because somebody has been distracted by the new Horizon, uh, for whatever West. it's called. Yes. Yeah, it's a really good game, guys. And and to be fair, <laughs> we aren't playing Elden Ring, which everyone and their mom is playing right I now. I know. So. Again, never never really played. I don't no. I don't think I played any Souls like, because that's a Souls game, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's by the same people who do the Souls, uh, the Soulsborne uh. series, as they they call it. There you go. So those are the games we've been playing. Some of them you'll see on stream. So come join us at Twitch GWGW Show. We, we'd love to see you guys uh, come and hang out with us. Yeah. No other announcements right now for the episode. Just check us out, as I said, on Twitch or on other social media. We love hearing from everybody. Please, reviews coming in still on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We always appreciate that. And again, we just love hearing from people. We love it as a way to kind of get your thoughts and opinions on how we're doing. So any way you can reach out to us, please do. We look forward to hearing from you. I think it's time for our video game trope of the day. Trope of the day! <laughs> so, Chris, what is this episode's video game trope of the day? Our trope of the day is you were doing well until everyone died, which is quite possibly one of my favorite Futurama quotes. It's, and it's such very, a classic. Yeah, very applicable. And I feel like it's really appropriate considering Futurama's coming back. I know. The whole cast is. Yay! Yay! So, Chris, can you explain uh, what you mean by you were doing well until everyone died? So, this trope pretty much describes when you're playing a game and everything is going along fine and dandy, you're making progress, and then something happens and all of a sudden you're done. Everything's gone. Your city, all of your lives, the gameplay through. Wrecked. Just wrecked. Just, just done. Your only <laughs> option is to pretty much start over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Obviously, you see this in SimCity and most of the Sim games that have any sort of disaster in them. You see it in real-time strategy games when you're just having a grand old time and then some other person just zerg rushes and cheeses you in the face and you're done. You see it in, what is it, what do they call them, C4 games, like the Civ series. Oh, yeah, and, Civ series definitely yeah. has those kind of issues. I think another example on Minecraft, this is when you have creepers suddenly appear in your Minecraft game and blow everything up, like literally just blow everything up that you've been building, and you. 
And you, yep. And kind of another example of that doesn't quite fit. It's not 100% you start from the beginning, but it's kind of you think you're doing really well and suddenly everything goes bad is like that really that level spike for a boss that you can encounter and especially in RPGs and we talked about it oh, in yeah. artificial difficulty but this is this reminded me of when I was playing Final Fantasy 4 and I got to the very last boss of the game and did decently well and while I wasn't like super high leveled I beat everything up to this point fairly easily mm-hmm. it wasn't a struggle and then I hit the final boss and he wiped me out in like two moves and it was like yeah. oh okay cool I'm boned <laughs> You see it in roguelites, or well, roguelites and roguelikes a lot. Uh, FTL. Uh, I was playing that on the plane when we were flying out a couple weeks ago, and I thought I had a pretty good run going, and then all of a sudden, just literally one battle, dad, it killed me, and I'd start all the way over. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you see it in XCOM too, yeah. where you you know you're slowly exploring a map, and then all of a sudden, like. Eight bad guys pop out, kill two of your squad members, and you're pretty much behind the eight ball for the rest of the battle, if not just hosed. Just hosed. So it's a situation where basically you TPK out of nowhere. Yeah. Which is what for people who don't play D&D? Total party kill. Yes. (laughs) So... It's a uh, it's a fun phenomenon. It's not, I would say, a feature or normally on purpose on the game. Instead, sometimes it is if there's like you give a boss like a bunch of uh, one hit kills. Those are yeah. always rough. But in general, it's a feature that you just you just need to start from scratch or start the battle over again, despite you know out of nowhere. So it's it can be rough at times. So that's why you were doing well until everyone died. Is today's video game trope of the day. Trope of the day! All right, so it's time to talk about the game of the episode. Katie, what can you tell me about SimCity 2000 for the PC? So, and Mac. <laughs> so SimCity 2000. And us. We, we give, I will explain. Move. SimCity 2000 was released in 1993 for DOS and Mac. We actually played the Windows version, which came in 1995. It also included, I think, some uh, expansion packs in that 1995 version. I think it was like the complete version or something to that effect. I think, yeah. It was released actually on a bunch of systems over the years. So it was later released on the Sega Saturn and PS1 in 1995. It was also released on the SNES slash Super Famicom in 1996, which was really like one of the last games to be done on the SNES at that point. Mm -hmm. It was then later released again on the Nintendo 64 in 1997. They actually did the PS1 version came out again on the PSP and PS3 in 2008, (laughs) among a bunch of other emulations of the game. And there were subtle adjustments and slight variations Mm -hmm. to all of these games. But in general, the base game, of course, was the same. It was developed by Maxis, and honestly, it's probably what most people see today as the quintessential city builder. It is what most people think of when they think of a city builder game. It's this game. We all know the new latest SimCity was a hot mess. I mean, that's because EA did it. Yeah. Will Wright is not rolling over in his grave because he's still alive, but (laughs) rolling (laughs) over in his giant piles of money. (laughs) So, to become the... 
mammoth game that SimCity 2000 really was. It was, of course, a critical darling when it came mm-hmm. out. I couldn't find a ton of actual reviews at the time. Again, with these older games, it's really yeah. hard to find the, the actual reviews. However, it was voted the best simulation game at the 1994 Cody Awards. It was the runner-up for Computer Gaming World Strategy Game of the Year and was a finalist for Electronic Entertainment's 1993 Best Game Award, which ended up going yeah. to X-Wing. So was up against tough competition. Obviously, yeah. still did really well. People loved this game. The advancements that they made from the original SimCity to SimCity 2000 were so well-received. It seemed to address oh, a lot of the issues people had, yeah. and it just expanded the game so much that just people fell in love with this series uh, because of this game. Yeah, really, because what they SimCity, the original, was a top-down, mm-hmm. and so SimCity 2000 switched to that very, very classical isometric view mm-hmm. that's always used nowadays they added they added disasters no they added they being able to turn disasters off yes that was added uh, and they added some extra disasters and they added newer features and and updated mm-hmm. how you could do it being able to tax different types of land uh, was added to this game. It wasn't just a general tax across the board, so you could have right. development in certain areas or not. Uh, they added a lot of mini features, but it was such a huge game when it came out and has still been acknowledged as such that actually in December 2012, it was added to the uh, Museum of Modern Art in New York's permanent video game collection. Mm. And so there's actually a display on it in the MoMA up in New York. There's a demo that say, is constantly playing there. Did I know that was a part of the MoMA? I love the MoMA. It's, it's really cool. So they added it to their permanent video game archive just to <laughs> note how important the game was and how so many it affected so many people's lives. So, yeah, this is when I normally like to talk about fun development notes. I could not find any sort of history about the development of this game. It's so it was so weird. Like, I scoured the internet and couldn't find anything. And it's kind of disappointing because it's such a big part of... You know, Will Wright and Maxis's legacy. Yeah. And there's just, like, nothing about it. It's so no. weird. I wonder if that just means it was an awful, awful... Development. <laughs> development. No they just to didn't want to talk about it. About it. <laughs> just couldn't find a lot about this game beyond the basics so weird. of the game itself. Again, it, I think the impact this game had on the video game industry... Mm-hmm. Not only popularizing, I think, city simulation games, city building simulation games, but simulation games in general. Uh, you had flight simulators before this, but I think this really brought about the idea of like roller coaster tycoon or yeah. The Sims itself. Well, like, I was going to say, look at games. what Maxis launched probably yeah. because of the success of this game. Like The Sims, I mean, every Sim. Sim Earth, Sim Tower, Sim Ant. Right. Sim Copter, like... They were able to do so because this game was so popular. Yeah. Well done. And it just... It wasn't the originator of the genre of simulation games at all, at all, but it definitely is a monolith in the history of them. Yes. So, it's a uh, relatively short main segment to explain the game, but there just isn't apparently a ton to say about the development or what happened that we can find. Uh, If anyone has any interesting facts, let us know. As I said, reach out to us on social media, GWGW Show. We find this stuff really interesting. So if anyone has some like insider info, let us know. That'd be really cool. Yeah. But otherwise, I think it's time to head 
back to the past to before we had a chance to play this game again. So let's play that Chi Ocarina of Time, go to the past, and see what our past selves thought of this game before we had a chance to play it. Sounds good. Let's do it. <laughs> Not going to do that again. And that music brings us back to the past, back before we had a chance to play the game. So, Chris, tell me, what do you remember about SimCity 2000? The first thing I thought of when we brought up playing this game is I was very dishonest at playing this game most of this time because I was terrible at it. So many Playing it legitimately. So many (laughs) cheats. But that was the part of the fun. It's kind of like... Yeah. The Sims itself of like cheats are, are part of the fun of these kind yeah. of games, in my opinion. I know there are going to be people who disagree, but I think it's part of the fun is being able to do whatever you want to do. Yeah. I mean, it gives it more of like a sandboxy feel. And then you could play it legitimately if you want the, the more of the challenge. I remember the splash screen with the big monster. Yes. With one eye and the, and the, and the tentacles. So I was mechanical monster or whatever. Trying to remember when we were talking about doing a rose for this section. Mm-hmm. Did we have this game on CD or was this DOS? I think this was DOS. This was this was DOS. Okay, I couldn't remember if we had it on DOS or CD. I knew it was. I was like, we didn't have a lot of CD games, but DOS makes sense because Th- those aren't mutually exclusive things. No, but we had it. No, but we had it. We had it on. We had we had it on two and a half inch floppies. Yeah, it was on floppies, and the CDs were more for Windows. Yes, I know, but I just needed to point out those two things are not comparable. Fair enough, but Chris knew what I meant. Windows or DOS, it was for DOS. Yes. And I I I remember. Yeah, yeah, I definitely use cheats all the time because I had no. Shocking everyone who's ever listened to this podcast. I had no patience to wait around and do it right. <laughs> I just wanted to build stuff and then burn stuff. Yes. Because there was... I forget what all the cheats were. There was uh, there was the fund. Like, you type in fund and you get, like, a, a massive loan. I was going to say, I you... don't remember any of the cheats. I'm pretty sure I made you do them all for me. It was, like, fund... You take out two high interest loans, and then if you take a third one, it was essentially like a negative interest loan. Yes. So you would just get like exponentially more money every every cycle every year. That sounds right. Yeah, I remember trying to play this legitimately, and part of me was like, "Oh, I'll make everyone happy by putting all the taxes to zero." And I was like, "Oh, you don't make any money when you do that, dummy." Right. Where, but where's the fun in that? Let's just wreck yeah. the city. Turn, turn <laughs> the taxes as high as possible and make people miserable. Make them... <laughs> Katie the despot. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I remember all of the uh, disasters, or I remember most of them. Mm-hmm. Like, there was your, your run-of-the-mill fire. Yeah. Fire flood. was the one I got a lot. Yeah. Well, that's the easiest one to deal with. It was like riots... And stuff like that. Uh, there was the alien invasion. There was earthquakes, which would just randomly destroy buildings. I, yeah. I always wanted to get a military base because you've got like a certain population. You could get a military base. And I always tried to game the system. So I would just make a perfectly flat thing. So they would put a uh, air force base. 
Well, on so my city. you could have planes? Yes. I remember if you had disasters but didn't have any, like, police or anything, they would, yeah. like, pity you and send the National Guard. Yes, they would. <laughs> I took that pity whenever I could. <laughs> Because, again, I, I literally just played this game. Like, I just did the cheats and just wanted to wreck the city. That's what oh, I was yeah. there for. I wasn't there to play it correctly. No, and they had, like, scenarios and stuff, but oh, yeah. I don't think I ever did those. See, I feel like I only did the scenarios only because they started you with, like, a fully built city. And I was like, this yeah. is what I want. I don't want to make the effort of building That's a fair. city. That's fair. Which is the whole point of the game. So I absolutely <laughs> missed the whole point of the game. I mean, I remember when I was when I was cheating, having a lot of fun building the cities. Oh, God, like so much fun. I mean, this is what started out. I mean, clearly, The Sims came from this developer. Right. This is what happened. Will Wright, Maxis. Does that sound right? Max Maxis was definitely the developer. I think it's yeah, Will Wright. Maxis. Yeah. That sounds correct. But and I think they're now owned by like EA because of course they are. Owned and closed. But. That's what I enjoyed was wrecking the cities. And that's the same way of like yeah. the Sims games of like I wanted the cheats. I didn't want to earn my way to anything. I wanted to cheat no. my way to everything cuz that's, that's what's fun is building the city without having limitations, yeah. without having stressors and balancing and everything else. You just I just wanted to have some fun and wreck some cities. Killing me. Why? Because this game was all about setting up the electrical grid, having water and desalination plants, having the appropriate tax levels building your your population and keeping them happy everything I was about okay this game was beautiful. I was okay with building the infrastructure I liked that part I didn't want to bother with the taxes burn it's like, it just down just give me all the money burn it as fast as possible <laughs> this is also a wonderful contrast of <laughs> of the hosts <laughs> And producer. And producer. Yes, producer Kyle <laughs> being like, I must meticulously work everything to be perfectly balanced. <laughs> Host Katie was just like, burn it. Burn it all. Oh, I see. I, most of the time when I was playing, I just did a custom map and made it completely bare. Except for like a couple exactly. a couple lakes mountains? and like the ocean. She's like, just let me build. But do you remember what the end goal was? I do. It was uh, you build the arcologies, and if you built the biggest arcology, they would all blast off into space. I'm sorry, there was a goal in this game? <laughs> <laughs> I had like 300 of them, and if you did, then they would all shoot off into space and start a new space society. Yes. Uh, they're like biodomes. I never got that far. There was a goal in this game? <laughs> they were pretty late game. I... None of this is how I played this game. <laughs> well, it's funny because, Did like, you didn't know that they were launching. They just, like, blew up. All of a sudden, they just kind of disappeared with the demolition so, noise, and there was rubble. So was there, like, a you win screen? Like, yeah, it came up with this, like, they've launched into space! <laughs> That's amazingly awful. I didn't know that. I literally never tried to do that. I literally just was like, can I run a tornado through this city? Well, we were probably like, we had to a bit. We were probably like seven, eight, yeah. nine or years younger. old. Or younger. Yeah, so we're going to, this means we're going to bring producer Kyle in more on the main episode as well. Yes. No, because you're going to burn oh, this... everything and I'm going to be furious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. this is, this is 100% up producer Kyle's alley. Burninating the countryside. 
I look forward to it. I'm just going to start singing the Trogdor song. <laughs> Burninating the countryside. Burninating the city. There, I, there was some sort of supernatural. Maybe it was just the aliens. There was definitely something supernatural. I think it was just the alien. So I think we have a good basic understanding of this game, Chris. Well, one of us does. Shut up. Apparently. <laughs> We're going to add Kyle's score to this. Producer Kyle's in the background going, what did you play? Chris, what is your rose-tinted score for SimCity 2000? I'd say a seven. I think I enjoyed playing it, but I don't think I ever played it for that long. Like, I don't know how many times I saved a file with the city. I would just start yeah. over. Yeah. But I, I remember enjoying it. I remember, again, fond memories of sitting in that little sitting area in, in Mom and Dad's bedroom mm -hmm. where the computer was. It was nice and warm. Oh, we would just so play this game all the time. What about you? What's your what's your rose tinted score? I have to give it a six because I. That's fair. <laughs> that was a noise. Because oh, that was Kyle. It was Kyle. <laughs> I, I thought that was the dog. Was the dog. <laughs> this. Oh, sorry. I woke up the cat. <laughs> so. <laughs> That was a human making that noise. <laughs> so well, even Nebula's like, she's like, "There a puppy in here? What's going on?" Because I'm giving it a six because I only burned and destroyed things, and I just didn't have the attention span for this kind of game. So I have to give that, it a six. That's fair. Producer Kyle, what's your rose tinted score? It's a nine. <laughs> Shocking. Shocking. So follow up, Chris, what's with all of this going in and, and and world builders not really being a game that's around in modern era anymore? Yeah. Um, especially like this, what is your predicted score for SimCity 2000? Honestly, I'm going to say it's going to be, I'm going to go with an eight and a half to be slightly on the cynical side. Plus, this is an early game, but I think actually trying to play it either pseudo correctly or even cheating and playing it i think i'll still have a fun time mm -hmm. what about mm -hmm. you what do you think <laughs> are you just gonna do the same thing in preparation for producer kyle yelling at me <laughs> uh oh i'm gonna give it a five. Oh no <laughs> <laughs> she's like human what the hell was that? <laughs> Nebula was very, very concerned at yeah. that noise. Even Winston is like, I don't know what's going on here. Weirdly, Winston is backed away from me towards Kyle, being like, does he need help? <laughs> so, I'm giving it a five because... It's not my style of game. I know no, as an fair. adult at this point, it's not the game that I really enjoy. I, I I will have to use cheats to get any sort of enjoyment out of it. And even then, it's just not the style of game I like. That doesn't mean it's a bad game. It's just, in my opinion, it's not the style I like. So I have a feeling it's going to only be a five. Producer Kyle, what's your predicted score? Because you deserve one this episode. Estaria un nueve. He's given it a nine. Very good. On that note... 
let's bring go back to the present. See how right or wrong we are with these predictions. We'll see how much we tax the people in SimCity 2000. Play that Chiacarina of time. So that music brings us back from the past, back to the present, where we have, in fact, played this game. And I can will forever hear that sound that producer Kyle made after my ratings in the Rose segment. It's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, I have saved it and have played it multiple times. It's hilarious. So <laughs> let's see if he is going to make that same sound again now that we've played the game and I'll give my actual review. But let's <laughs> let's go over some basics first. Chris, tell me a bit more about actual gameplay with SimCity 2000. So this is where we talk about the plot. There's no plot. You build a city. That's that's the plot. Yeah. Get, build Not a city much to it. And uh, increase your population. Yes. At its base, it is a fairly simple game. There are three types of uh, zones for buildings that will build on their own. Residential, commercial, industrial. You put those down, you give them power, mm -hmm. and things will start to build. Depending on and water. demand. Power and water. Power and water, yeah. You don't really need water, it just makes them happier. I don't really? realize that, but that's valid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they would build without it, but then I'd always connect them to a water source. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. So um, there, there was a little, that was one of the little uh, UI elements. There was little plots to show what was in demand at the moment, whether it's residential, commercial, industrial. Or Those all are of actually, it. huh? Or all of it. Or all of it. My Those are actually being, like, driven. Th Those are driven by other things that you build. Inter interestingly enough, uh, if you dig down into some of the, the FAQs, which there are a lot, things like, you know, if you build an airport, it'll increase demand for industrial stuff or stuff like that. That makes sense. It is interesting that it's, um, so there would be little prompts in the top of your screen of yes. if you need to build certain things. And it would at times be like, uh, your industrial people are demanding an airport. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, or you would need your citizens air, you know, are demanding a, a seaport. Park. Yeah, there were lots of tools, like especially to start with, you could very much customize your city. Yeah. So your city's on a plot of land. And let's let's start there. You're given a random topographical plot of land when you yes. start, and you can choose to do what I think we always did, which is flatten the heck out of it. <laughs> yeah, just make it all flat. I think I put a, a, an ocean most of the time. See, I had a river running through my city. Yeah. So, and that can, you know, lets you build a seaport, but it also means you could get hurricanes, yeah. which we will talk about all the disasters later. So, other than that, base of those three, you know, uh, zoning types, you've got power plants to power them, mm -hmm. water to supply water, which makes them happy. There are various civic additions. Yeah. Like um, a police station, fire stations, schools, yeah. town hall. Hospitals. Hospitals. Fire stations and police stations are used for combating disasters when they happen. Mm -hmm. uh, it also prevents disasters sometimes, or at least pushes them off. Really? There's, yeah, there's parks, there's uh, recreation, yeah. zoos, stadiums, which are great, because when you put a stadium, you can say what uh, what sport yeah. and what's the and name what, of the team. The team name. And the yeah. default names are amazing, because it's like the llamas, the yeah. army ants. I've... 
so good and it's it's really so as you're going through every single year you get a little pop-up now you could check your like revenue stream and everything during mm-hmm. the year but it definitely prompts you at the end of every year of like here's where you're at and you can actually mm-hmm. get tips from your different leaders of organizations i guess cause they always have the yeah. same picture and be like one guy's like you should up the taxes or you should lower the taxes and then someone's yeah. like telling you all the civic duty stuff of like the people would love to be an anti-pollution policy or yeah you need an anti-drug policy which i kept telling the lady no screw the kids <laughs> i don't have money for anti-drug policy right now that screen was so incredibly powerful and when we played it as kids Didn't i never i never went under the hood for that because yeah. that's where yeah you've got all of your civic programs like a neighborhood watch like even now i had to look it up because the guy was like a neighborhood watch would be great i was like sure how do i do that right and (laughs) and as i said uh in the entering the game they added the fact that you can not only lift taxes overall in your city but you could say i want to up taxes in just the commercial versus residential or i want a sales tax or i want gambling legalize gambling to bring in more revenue uh it was really interesting the different things you could put in different places most of the policies you had complete control of one mm. interesting one was at some point depending on your city they almost always picked the no nuclear power plant option at some point on its own yes. you can uncheck that i found out that like even if they click it i could uh-huh. say screw you i'm doing more <laughs> nuclear power i want nuclear power it's a good energy source darn it better than the coal freaking source that they kept oh, making me gosh. build and yeah yeah, so you could do stuff like that, but it was it was a really powerful tool. Tool? Tool? Um, it was a really powerful tool, <laughs> but it would also things like you'd have the police commissioner being like, crime is rampant throughout the city, yeah. so you'd have to build more police stations, or your fire presence is adequate, so maybe you want to build an extra one so it's excellent mm-hmm. instead of adequate, or you need more grade schools, or you need more colleges. Like, it was really interesting. It was to help your... And if you... You can ignore all of these prompts. Like, nothing right. makes you follow these prompts, but when you do, your city population grows faster, your, it right. develops faster, and that's, again... The end game, there is actually an end game to SimCity 2000, <laughs> is to have a 120, 150,000 population, and that allows you to build the arcologies, arcologies yeah. which are self-contained, basically, residential areas, but there's like right. three different versions. And then once you build enough arcologies, they blast off and take off into space. Only, only the launch arcologies. Only it was the, the launch ones. Yeah, the the one, the fourth, the fourth one. Yeah, yeah. But once you do that, you can keep playing. But essentially, that's end game. Is yeah. Can you launch into space your population? They they quote unquote launch, which just means they blow up. <laughs> and and that's an interesting element of other things that blow up on purpose are things like your power plants only last fifty years, and so yeah. at the fifty year mark, and you'll keep getting warm warnings of like. Mm-hmm. It's almost going to explode. It's about to explode. It's about to explode. And then it'll explode. Which is fine for most of them, except the nuclear plant that melts down. Oh, mine didn't if melt you down. Don't... They just popped. Oh, really? Yeah. There's a chance. I feel like there's a chance if it, if it hits that 50 years, it'll melt down. And then it'll throw like little radiation symbols that you can't build on. 
all over your city. That never happened when I was playing. That's fast because I had a lot of power plants, nuclear power plants, to be fair. And then the other kind of fun feature that doesn't change anything, but the way you would find out, for example, your power plant's about to explode, the way the game told you is newspaper articles would pop up. And so the newspaper Oh, those were so fun. And they were very fun and ridiculous. You could click on the articles and it said some just really ridiculous things. Yeah. But that was what would tell you, hey, this is about to blow up. Or after a disaster, it would be like, 17 people died in the hurricane yeah. and you know <laughs> the, like mayors addressing the people so it those are really fun little elements that i had completely forgotten about the newspapers i and, forgot about the newspapers yeah that was kind of really entertaining and kind of made me giggle when that popped up here and there <laughs> Um, Of course, another important element of any kind of simulation game is cheat codes. (laughs) Yes, and I played with the cheats pretty much the whole time because I wanted to have fun playing the game. (laughs) Yeah, so I did one round without cheats and then one round where I started with the the double fun cheat, which Mm -hmm. is the classic money cheat. And so it's super nice. Uh, and so that's how you get unlimited money. You, there are other cheat codes like you can flood your city with a cheat code and then you can actually stop a flood in your city with other cheat codes and same with the fires yeah. and all the disasters. So so some of those are like to stop the flood, you type in Noah, which is <laughs> so it's kind of fun little clever things like that. There are a bunch of different cheat codes out there that can make your city more interesting because otherwise the yeah. disasters are random number god generated as far as I could tell. Yeah. Again, yeah. you have to have certain elements for some disasters. Right. So And so your odds can increase, I think, for certain disasters if you add certain elements, of course. Like, you can't have a nuclear meltdown without a nuclear power plant. Yeah, there's there's things like uh, an airplane crash. If you've got an airport near, uh, like, I, I think it's commercial and, and and residential where it's, like, tall buildings. Or if you, you know, yeah. any tall buildings near the airport could cause a crash. Which was the, you were doing great until everyone died for my first playthrough i was doing great and then there was a fire and i didn't have enough firefighters and my whole city burned out and that i i, I don't <laughs> understand some of that because that's what I, so my first playthrough i did without any cheats started in 1950 mm-hmm. i got 50 years in had a decent sized population only like 25 30 000, which is not a ton in 50 years but i was just slowly learning yeah. the game at that point and then I you know i can't i sl- saved it came back later and was like okay we'll can keep going on this city and about Two minutes after I came back, after being like, I didn't have any disasters last time, one of my planes <laughs> crashed and just burned down like three quarters of my city. And it was so frustrating because I had like three, four power uh, fire stations. And yet for whatever uh-huh. reason, the game was like, no, you only get two. And I was like, I'm oh, never going to stop this fire. Yeah. By later playthroughs, I was, I was absolutely spamming fire stations everywhere. I think I had like 15 firefighters. Yeah. In my last playthrough. In the when I went through and did the cheat playthrough, I did way yeah. more fire stations. Even though it was the police kept being like, crime is rampant. I'm like, you have yeah, like ten like... police stations. Why do you need more? And so that could cause things like riots if yeah. your crime gets too high. Wh- or... Which your rioters can then burn down their own city by accident if you're not yes. careful. I ran into uh pollution clouds uh, which would just like wipe out parts of the city because if you build arcologies they're very, very crime and pollution heavy unless you build lots of like parks oh, and interesting. stuff near them. Yeah. So I will admit, if we're getting into actual playthrough, I never got to the arcologies because I got really angry. 
That's um, fair. I'm, I'm bored. I got. I was like, <laughs> I am so. I've been playing this particular city for hours now. Yeah. I only have a hundred thousand people. I can't do this anymore. I'm going crazy. I always started later on. So like, I would start and almost immediately try to get like to nuclear or microwave power, and then yeah. in like the year three thousand, you can get fusion power, which is amazing, and you know won't melt down and blow up the entire city. So I got real annoyed because the very first, when I finally got microwave power for the first time, I put one down and immediately it blew up. Like ah. my just odds were bad. It immediately was like, oh, <laughs> fire. And I was like, what just happened? And like, uh. put it out, put it out, put it out. But I was so angry because I was like, oh, look, something different than nuclear power. Let me put it down. And it's like, poof. Yep. And I was like, ah. <laughs> no. I forgot the trick. Uh, in my first couple of playthroughs of when there's a fire, you could use the demolition tool and just blow up everything around the yeah. fire to make like a fire break. So so that's what I ended up having to do. Like I said, in that first fire when I only had two fire stations for whatever reason, yeah. even though I tried to build, actively build them while the fire's going <laughs> on. That's apparently a preventative, like as it's happening, you could build fire stations around the fire yeah. and it won't blow those <laughs> up. And it, no, it wouldn't let me do it. So I had to just demolish everything. And I being apparently a typical us was like sorry sorry as i'm like demolishing all these people's houses <laughs> sorry this is for your own good yeah my beautiful city i had the problem where one of the the runs i had with our colleges where as soon as a fire started and this was before again i thought about making a fire break it would just it, yeah it lit half of my arcologies on fire yeah, just it, fires can run rampant and i yeah. would always forget to rotate the city and so i would think my, i had a fire break mm -hmm. everywhere and i missed like one diagonal or something and so it's just yeah. burning i'm like why are you still burning so i had i had some fire issues for sure <laughs> uh another again getting to the actual gameplay one thing i didn't realize the very first time i was playing through is i didn't know you had to be within three blocks of a street for buildings to occur so you could put up a residential area and if it was like seven deep yeah the, the middle segment would never get built on because it's too far from a road you have to be I on all don't even know if uh, i noticed producer that. kyle ended up looking up, that up because uh. i was getting really frustrated i was like why is nothing getting built in certain ones <laughs> and it was because you have to be within three blocks of uh -huh. road which makes sense for access and stuff like that so that's why on the second city because the first city i just was haphazardly throwing the city together and so right. there were just chunks where i wouldn't i it was too late to build road because people built in between and stuff like that so i just had chunks of unusable land and i, I could right. have gone through and demolished stuff but i was still kind of learning it then so the second one i would like i pre-built a bunch of just squares of land of six wide mm -hmm. so i could have a road on either side of it to access the whole thing and then run power and water through it and that's how i was like determining it um and so that was like but i don't i don't know and maybe it was in the manual or something but if, in the game itself it never explains that to you can we talk about the manual because yeah. i looked it up it's 143 pages it's massive. long <laughs> like it is a huge manual so that's like, what I'm saying. It, I'm sure it was in there. I just yeah. Who reads it, that much? Incredibly in-depth manual. I mean, you have to with as much that went into this yeah. game. Like, but yeah, it, some, it was a lot. The the 
lack of control things like i said of the random number god that definitely took place of like you yeah. and i both had a lot of plane crashes like why why are there so <laughs> many plane crashes uh, again the fact that as soon as i built a microwave uh e- energy it was like it yeah. popped and i was like why 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 though <laughs> <laughs> i had a lot of alien attacks probably because i was playing later game yeah i was because like, i didn't get that far to get to the alien yeah so the, the alien is the one that you always see in the, the splash screen for the yes. game, where it's the big it's eye the big with, like, eye, four, like, uh, four tentacles or whatever. Yeah. Lovecraftian enemy, essentially. And, yeah, just lights random stuff on fire and just wanders around your city. I, I, police might have maybe pushed it to certain areas. I don't know. Everything I was reading was that there's nothing you could do when that shows yeah, up. You just kind of let it run your city. Chaotic neutral, run around, light stuff on fire, deal with it afterwards. That's true. I also had a ton of earthquakes that just didn't do a ton. Like one earthquake yeah. did nothing to my city and the other one yeah. only made like a small fire because it wiped out like one thing. So it was really easy to deal with, which that was yeah. nice at least. But I wonder if it's when I started and how slow I was going at the time. They're just like, we can't wreck this. She's so bad. <laughs> it's taken it's her so long to get this far. It's pity. the pity tanuki. Yes, it <laughs> was the pity tanuki. Is the lack of disasters. Because at one point, producer Carl's like, did you turn disasters off? I'm like, no. He's like, you just haven't had any. I'm like, Jeez. yeah, I just run the city well. No, I just think I was running it not well enough that they just didn't want to punish me. I had fires. I had hurricanes. See, I never had which a hurricane, they say but I didn't have an ocean. I only had a river. Oh, yeah. So, I, so it, it'll, I get it'll say warnings, but nothing came up. Yeah, it's a hurricane warning. Well, and that's, there were seasons. They didn't really, like, they made a difference. Very behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, it'll affect how much sun you get for solar power or wind for wind power or hurricanes, stuff like that. I mean, did did you also know that all of like the maps that existed, like the pollution heat maps no. and the population heat maps? Yeah, I, I saw the the population that said, but I didn't like pay that close attention to them. There, there is a fascinating amount of detail and of information. Detail, yeah, and information that you could look at about your city, and because you can address that. It's it's so ridiculously complex or as simple as you want. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It, it was, it, there are certain things like, again, it gives you tips and it gives you directions to make your city the best it can so it grows fast enough and it moves. So when it's saying there's demand for residential, you should build them mm. residential. But like I noticed sometimes I'd build residen- residential and no one would show up until I b- built commercial nearby. Right. They feed each other. And so it was kind of interesting, those little details. But you didn't have to do any of it. It was things like you could put a power plant right next to residential and they'd be like, you have people don't want you to do this. And you could be like, <laughs> okay, I won't. Too or you could bad. Say, Screw it and do it anyway. But again, if you listen, they're more likely to increase. So if you put the power yeah. plant there, the, the that residential zone might never fill up. But if you don't, mm-hmm. it's more likely to maybe fill up and get more people quicker. And it was really interesting, too, to watch buildings would go, like, abandoned. They would be abandoned. You get abandoned yes. buildings. But then yeah, they, that yeah. was, like, a good, not a bad thing, necessarily, because it was, like, they'd a lot of times tear them down themselves and rebuild something bigger or different mm-hmm. there. And then sometimes, like, I noticed when you, like, a trend would be if you built a new residential area, a lot of times an older one would suddenly get a bunch of abandoned houses because all they, they all moved to the they new residential move. area. Yeah. And that's kind of a fascinating concept to watch that kind of stuff happen. And you could, and another important detail of how you do this, you could do this at different speeds. The game, you could use yes. pause time when you did stuff, or you could have turtle, llama, 
or cheetah cheetah speeds thank you yes. i couldn't remember the last one and so cheetah the year would go by in like 30 seconds it was so fast yeah. I, I, someone on the dev team, I think I read this, really likes llamas, which is why yeah. llamas just show up one everywhere. Of, one of the automatic team names from the stadium is also the llamas. Yes. It was, there was a lot you could do, but also you could just sit back and once you built to a certain point, just sit back and watch the city run itself. There were simulations you could do in the game. I didn't do, or scenarios, I should say. There were scenarios yeah. that you could do in the game. I didn't really do any of the scenarios because it was like they'd give you certain tasks and you'd have to yeah I've, I've done it yeah I, I i think i played around with one or two of those it just but... wasn't what i wanted to do. i was like i just want to build a city and then you know see what happens either watch it burn yeah or prevent it from burning depending i mean there's like what was there there was like the oakland riots and yeah. like uh one where a volcano comes up i think that was the interesting one because it literally just makes a mountain in the middle of the city and yeah, just spews just fire have, everywhere that volcano like that's kind of fun yeah. stuff um, it, there were a lot of disasters that I, until I was doing the notes, I had no idea were possible. <laughs> like, I was like, what are all these disasters? Like, there's a lot of different things can wreck yeah. your city, which used to be the really fun part also. You know, fun, <laughs> some of it was building, but some of it was just watching, like, how bad can it get? Yeah. There was a lot to do in the game, even though I feel like 90% of the people didn't do 90% of the things you could do in the game. <laughs> right. I know I know I didn't. No, yeah, we kept it basic to just city building. Even this time around I just I just built the city. I was just trying to build it up and yeah, I got to basically my the second time playthrough with cheats. So starting with a bunch of money, which is so much easier than like at the point of like <laughs> that's why it took me that was the big reason it took me so long to build the city up was it got right. to the year 2000, 2010 and I was only had like $3,000 a year coming in because I just mm -hmm. And so I couldn't build that fast because I just right. didn't have that much money. And so having the cheats made it just way easier in that sense of like, look, now I could just build everything I could possibly want. <laughs> Which I feel like is a very, very Sims, like Will Wright Maxis staple. Like. Oh, yeah, for sure. I feel like that's a classic. That was one of the other things I considered if I could find a version of a trope of the day is unlimited money cheat because yeah. it's such a classic to simulation games of just making your life easier by having unlimited funds. But yeah, I got to basically a population of 100,000 and was like, Pretty Scott, is it 100,000 I could start the arcologies? He's like, no, it's 150. I'm like, nope, I'm done. I can't do this. It took so long to get this <laughs> Not far. doing it. And I think I was in like 2030 something at the time. And I, was, and I started in 1950. So I was like, nope, I'm just, I, I can't. Well, and to get people into the arcologies again, you've got to like put parks around. You got to make sure that there's a ton of water. One thing I didn't realize, and this is such a very basic thing, is that water pumps work better around water. Like, yeah, yes, I'm getting scoffed at by producer Lisa, but like, never realize that if you put a water pump near water, it's more efficient. Yeah, so that was the kind of fun thing of having a, a river. And, and I will say, producer Kyle has corrected me. It's 120, not 150, apparently. Yeah. 120,000. But yeah, one thing when I have my river is I just, every single inch of the river coast was a water pump. <laughs> I just went water pump, water pump, water pump, water pump. And that, that basically made, I never had issues with water because of that. Um, yeah, because I just filled the, the the coastline with water pumps. You don't need to give that to residential commercial people to enjoy the water. No, it's water <sighs> time. 
I think I had desalination plants because I always had a sea. Yeah, see, I that was one thing I didn't explore because I didn't do an ocean. I yeah. just had the river. Uh, I one thing I wanted to do, and producer Kyle, and we'll get a little bit of his thoughts on the playthrough of it as well. But he talked about one of his. He purposely made cascading water so that he could do the power plant, hydro plants, the hydro plants, mm-hmm. which I was like, that's really fun too, and that's something I think could have been a really interesting take. So that's why sometimes having to topo- top topography topography having like different topography could be beneficial as opposed to just yeah. flattening the whole thing also it took so freaking long to flatten the whole thing it took so yeah, long. yeah oh yeah oh so long and then the tool <laughs> i kept switching tools between the bulldozer and the flat and like the lowering because one, oh, one would be faster <laughs> than the other the noise uh-huh. oh god there's so much going on that's the noise that so, as we did, we had a little bit of input from producer Kyle in our Rose segment, mostly him yelling at me, but then we had him give his reviews and his <laughs> thoughts on the game as well from what he remembers. So, how was your experience playing through it now in the modern era? Did it live up to all your expectations? It was more finicky than I remembered in terms of how thin the line is. When you're not when you're not using mm-hmm. any sort of cheats in terms of the line between running out of money immediately having one disaster ruin your entire world based on the trope of, you know, yeah. right. uh, I, I got 25 years into a city, was just barely doing okay, and a fire completely ruined the city. Because I had forgotten about <laughs> the ability to bulldoze around the fire, and yeah. I had, like, one fire station, and so I lost my entire city. And so it's just, you're always on that, that razor's edge, and you have to be balancing so many different things. But then, when you get it right, and when you actually have the build balanced and you get the thing growing you get towards that the the bigger numbers and all that i still found it incredibly rewarding Mm -hmm. all right i i finally got there i i I made this work i got to the big things and like all right i kind of beat this this stupid spreadsheet of a game with the you know 1996 graphics or whatever but 93 93 thank you so no i i still really enjoyed it but it was it was a much bigger hill to climb than I remembered it as being. I, mm-hmm. I must have only done like scenarios or pre-saved cities or scenarios because I don't remember having to put that much effort in to get to where I did when as a kid. I don't think I would have had the patience to get that far as a kid. So I must have. No. I, mean, I know. I know a majority of my experience was watching you play it as a kid because the more I sat there, I was like, a lot of it looked familiar, but like doing the actions was not something I was nearly as familiar with, and I was like. Yeah, I must have just watched a lot of Chris play this, uh, of Chris playing this game as opposed to playing it myself. Um, but it it did. It took a lot longer than I expected for things to go kind of the way I thought they were gonna go. And there were also frustrations of like, I've built you everything you want. Why are you not? Mo-? And you're saying you need residential. Why aren't you moving into the residential block I built you, you jerks? <laughs> but it was it was a very interesting. Patience was key, which, you know, as everyone knows, I have a ton of patience, and I'm definitely <laughs> a patient gamer, and it didn't drive me crazy. Uh. So I think with all that in mind, let's let's get to our final scores, and we'll start with our guest. Well, not really guest. Well, <laughs> I, well guest scorer, because normally producer yes. Kyle is here for all of our episodes, but he doesn't normally give his opinions and scores. So we'll start there. Producer Kyle, what is your final score for SimCity 2000? angry screaming aside i think the the overall pace of the game being as slow as it is and and looking at it as something that really like it doesn't feel like it should need 
saving and coming back to over the course of multiple days to get through one real game, but it kind of <laughs> does. Yeah. And that really just the the random numbers being so, so vicious sometimes. I want to say an eight, but I'll say seven and a half, uh, realistically, for the fact that wow. I still genuinely thought it was good and I really did enjoy it. But the the early 90s challenges of it just feel like if it was remade today, and it has been, but I haven't played the newer ones, but if, if this exact game were remade today, I think that there would have been a lot better balance in those first 50, 60 years of your city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fair. All right, seven and a half. So that was a, a rose of nine and a predicted of nine. And you so went with a seven of, and a half. A little bit of a drop off. So there are definitely some rose tinted glasses involved in your uh, memories of this game. Weird how that works. Funny how that works. You should make a show about that. So what about you, Chris? Your uh, Rose score was a 7 out of 10. Your predicted score was an 8.5 out of 10. What's your final score? My final score was going to be a 9. I'm going to actually drop it down to an 8.5 for for some of the reasons that, that Kyle kind of reminded me of with with that very, very rough beginning, really. But I enjoyed playing it. I think there's so much flexibility in the game and so many options. It's... As I said earlier, it's it's as complicated or as easy as you want to make it, especially if you use that money cheat, which... Yeah, the money I, cheat is so I crucial. I think it's almost like a hard mode to play it the normal way. And it's like, if you just want to play the game, use that cheat because it's more fun. <laughs> Knowing that, I'm going to go with eight and a half. Okay. What about you? Are you going to have a producer Kyle screaming score? I feel like he's less likely to scream at me no matter what the score is now that he remembers the game a little bit better. But I think at the end of the day, my final score is a 6 out of 10. I just It's not my style of game. That's I, fair. Even with like The Sims, which I played a ton of The Sims, I yeah. definitely needed the money cheat. So the money cheat makes this game playable. I completely agree with you. Because trying to play without it was so, so hard. Mm-hmm. And just so slow. And you just you don't feel like you're being rewarded. When I played this as a kid. Oh yeah, that's fair. You wouldn't necessarily. Yeah, you wouldn't. You just you didn't feel rewarded by going that slow to me because it just took mm-hmm. so long to get anything done, and it just it's just not my style of game. It just took so long. Like I, again, I played two hours in, and I still needed twenty thousand more people to come <laughs> to my city, and I was just like, I can't keep building residential and roads and hoping people move in. It's taking too long. I'm so bored of it. I just, I can't do this anymore. And did you so, connect to other cities? Yes, I did. Cause okay. Kyle gave me that hint, <laughs> but that was the funny thing is that when you, you could check what the population of your city is versus other cities. Yeah. And the other cities were at like a hundred, 150 people by uh-huh. the time of that. I was in my city was a hundred thousand. So yeah. I'm like, I just, make babies faster people like there was no one else to move to the city was make babies and so it was just it was a very slow process so this a six out of ten is my final score just because it at the end of the day it's just not my style of game again it is a monolith of gaming industry it is yeah. the city builder simulation game i mean it is so impressive the amount of detail <laughs> yeah like, there's stuff that we didn't even talk about like transportation how important like we talked about how you need to be near a road to build but like highways versus subways versus trains to move people around yeah. like i uh there's so much crazy depth would you suggest people play this game 
I think it really depends on the person. If there's someone who doesn't like simulation games, there's nothing about this game that makes it worthwhile if you're not going to like that style of game, in my opinion. All right. It, it's interesting to play, but you would get bored of it so fast. It, it might not be worth playing unless you've played simulation style games before. Like, right. Like, like Roller Coaster Tycoon. Like even The Sims, if you like The Sims, it can be interesting because it's all about mm-hmm. creating a certain space to thrive and trying to do your right. best to thrive. I just, but if you don't like those kind of games, it's not going to, it, you won't, there's no like extra value to playing it. There might be extra value in watching someone else play it, but I would not to play <laughs> yourself necessarily. What about you? Would you recommend it? I would, but I would put that massive caveat that you threw on there that like, if you don't like simulation or, or, um, like the, the Civ style games, you could probably skip this one because it is can be a slow burn you know do it with a money cheat i think that makes it way Way more more. interesting yeah do it with a money cheat run fast it's only like five bucks in the good old game store so make sure you save after a separate file after you flatten the whole earth so you can just start from there every single time that's a good point yeah so you don't have to flatten it every single time so i just had a save file that was just flat Right. <laughs> so I would start there every time and save as. So, you know, if again, if you played this game as a kid and really liked it, absolutely go back and play it. It can be really fun yeah. to see how what stood up or not. And there, there are some things like, yeah, the disasters can actually be a lot of fun if you're okay with that. If you just spend three hours building your city and it suddenly burns down, it's a little less okay. But if your goal is to burn down the city, it can be a lot of fun. <laughs> that leads into our next game, which is definitely another titan of the industry. What's our yep. next game, Chris? It's Final Fantasy 3. I mean, 6. I mean, 3. It's both. It's both. <laughs> yes, we are finally, we are back on our Final Fantasy games. We are finally to one of the most played games of all of them, I think, in a popularity sense. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy 6 in Japan, 3 in the U.S., and now 6 acknowledged in the U.S. <laughs> If you've been, as I said, watching us on Twitch, you've seen Chris play quite a few hours of this game already. I will be finally joining the fray because I got the new Pixel Remaster version, so I'll be playing soon as well. I'm very excited to see that. It should be a lot of fun. We're looking forward to it. Again, check us out on Twitch. You would have known that for quite some time already, and you'll see if what our next games might be after this as well. That's right. I'm like 27 hours in, and I think I hit the halfway point, is yeah, what everyone tells me. It's, <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot going on. But we're looking forward to it. It's going to be our first Final Fantasy game that we actually played before. Yeah. So this is this is kind of a fun adventure. Looking forward to that episode. We'll be back in one month's time for our Final Fantasy VI episode. In the meantime, as I keep repeating, because we really want to see this, check us out on social media, GWGW Show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Find us there. Talk to us. We're pretty good at, at interacting with you guys. It's We've gotten some great comments and some great suggestions, ideas. Keep it up. Love talking to you guys on Twitch. It's always fun. Give us hints. We could definitely use them most of the time. Yeah. Stop in. Just say hi. We, we have a good time. So thank always you guys so much. Like We couldn't do this without you. We will continue to do it with you guys. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks to our producers, producer Kyle and Lisa, who are always helping us and keeping us in line and doing a lot of things behind the scenes that not everyone sees, but we always appreciate. So thanks again, guys, and 
We look forward to seeing you in our next episode for Final Fantasy VI. So say goodbye, Chris. Goodbye, Chris. Bye, everyone. That's why TPK. Oh, f***. I think it should just be, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. That's why the oh, no counter is today's video game trope of the day. (laughs) 